This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, a couple things to get into. Zion Williamson avoids severe knee surgery, but he is expected to miss several weeks here, a few weeks. What are we looking at here? Um... So I have not seen a report on Woj, that. Woj says a couple weeks. Yeah, uh, they've ruled out severe injury. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but I don't know exactly what they're saying. They're still being a little ambiguous about what it is. But he is going to. I do know he's going to miss the first quote unquote few weeks of the season. But there was a lot of concern. You know, last night he didn't go on the trip to New York, and there was a lot of concern that okay, um, this could be something severe. But they have ruled out something severe, but I have not seen specifically what it is. Because if it does end up being like fluid on the knee or swelling, that's for a guy his size playing the style that he plays, that could really be a buzzkill for them. I've enjoyed watching him in the preseason. He's so freaking explosive. I didn't know if he would still be as explosive against the best athletes on the planet, but he is. You know what they're doing? They're thinking outside the box. If you watch the way that they're playing – so the you know remember we played that Gilbert Arenas clip and he was going this guy can't play in the NBA I mean what's he going to do on the block against centers and I was like well it's not 1994 first of all and then people go well he can't shoot okay we'll get him on the move and you tell someone to get in front of him and let me know how that goes mm-hmm. he can change directions he can jump out of the gym he can pass get him on the move towards the basket and that's what they're doing it's like when Barkley back in the day used to get a rebound. And then it was a dunk, three seconds. Who's going to get in front of him? And if you do, it's a free throw. So there's a lot of ways to utilize his talents. Zion is way legit. Okay. Way worthy of the number one pick. Yeah. Yeah. He is super legit. Um, okay. Uh, man, David Irving was on Instagram. We're going to get to around the NFL. David Irving was on Instagram not long ago, uh, within the last hour. Mm-hmm. And he was posting a video that appeared to be him getting medical attention. You might want to call an ambulance. And it was, uh, many people are speculating that it was masking, uh, you know, what you would do before a drug test. Oh. Those types of things. It looked like he had blood, the blood samples, and there was, uh, what is it called when you do that? It was uh, masking the yeah, like, fart uh, butt yeah. and the fake pee. Detox. Detox. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and he there, went to the gas pipe. Yeah, and there was a detox agent there, and, and you, you can't ask for it by name. Right. But uh, or why you need it? Remember that but, time uh, you're hanging out at the gas pipe and someone walked in and goes, "Hey, where's the bong to smoke weed?" No, you can't do that. You got to smoke tobacco, man. Dude, he was like saying, "There's a lot of re- the the tweet." I'm sorry, the Instagram post has been deleted. Oh, I wish I'd taken a picture oh. of it, but it was essentially him showing this video of getting a blood transfusion or a detox thing or something, and he goes, "Only high level execs." Would the Cowboys know what this is or something like that? Dude, I, but he's like, uh, I don't know. So, And then it was deleted. Did Ben Abbott like the, the and Instagram I, post? I don't know what in the world this guy's doing. What is he doing? Hanging out with Roy. He's usually so even-tempered and got it together. Right. And is making all the good decisions. Uh, I don't think he's making good decisions, and I have no idea when that's from or what the hell he's doing, but... 
it was interesting and suspicious that it was immediate deleted, uh, mm-hmm. immediately deleted, but uh, not going to give it to, uh, warrant it too much. Uh, I do, I do uh, enjoy and like David Irving. I just think he makes a lot of what I would consider bad decisions. Agreed. Uh, okay. Um, quick thing here before we go around the NFL. Well, Another, yeah, well, I, I want to throw this out there too because yeah. I know you're going to love this. Did you see the clip of Luca and Boban on the bench yeah. last night? Our buddy Tim Rogers. Over at D Magazine, tweeted out the new Beltre Andrus Funtime duo. Oh, love it! Right? Yes, oh, good. Yeah. Yes, pretty Messing good. with each other. Um, I got to tell you this, KT. You missed this. Um, uh, a friend of mine, his mom, reached out to me, uh, and uh, I know her very well. We're involved in some charities with her, and she's great. I leased a house from her when I first moved to Prosper. This is the one you said smoking hot? She is smoking hot. They got that beautiful mother. Yes, they do, Jerry. Come on, Jerry. And uh, she texts me, hey, can you get tickets to this concert? And I'm like, sure. And I ask Skin. Skin starts looking into it. We're trying to get tickets to this concert for her. Because we're going to jack the price up. And she (laughs) she goes, hey, I'll pay for them. I'm not asking anything for free. Just wonder. And so we're looking. And then I get a text back that was like, hey, uh, would you like to grab dinner sometime? And I'm like, sure, you know, that's not unusual, you know. It's like, boy, his blood started flowing so and, fast. And she goes, "Can would you mind keeping this between us?" I'm like, "What is this? <laughs> what is this? What else Get is it, me? I'm like, sure, no problem." It was like, "Yes." Uh, and then she, all caps. And then she, she, and then Did you use my, that eggplant emoji. My friend responds back the text this time with a picture of his middle finger saying, "Stop hitting on my mom." <laughs> <laughs> such a good man. You God, sick. that's great. He said, you sick F. <laughs> See, now you never know to trust when you're texting now. Like, dude, it's ridiculous. That is such a good bit. It's a great bit. It's Don't hate bit. the player, hate dude. the game. And especially... <laughs> that's what I should have responded with. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Especially oh. when the mom is that hot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo! Amazing. Now you're sticking it to him. Uh, okay, let's go around the NFL. What did you say? You'd destroy that? <laughs> let's go. Dinner. The, the dinner. Yeah, destroy yeah, yeah. I mean, I love food. Get you abs. said you would Just eat that. Crush it. I like to eat. Um, guys, uh, let's start with last night's game uh, before we go around the rest of the NFL, and here's why. Uh, the Chiefs lost Pat Mahomes. They did win the game, but they lost Pat Mahomes. Todd Archer today points out that Andy Reid once tried to talk Troy Aikman out of retirement, and Troy Aikman really thought hard about that. I like it. And he says, I wonder if he'll call Romo. I like it. Now, Romo is 39. He's getting up there in age. And, dude, we're moving further away from golf season. But he is a championship-caliber quarterback who's on the sidelines just broadcasting games with Jim Nance. If if Mahomes is out for the year, would Andy Reid do it again? Would call Aikman? Call Romo. Romo. Started a bit of you a like media. Andy Reed? The real the real question is this. What percentage of Romo's uh energy level would be like he's in? Like how how long would Romo consider this, do you think? I think he would first look to see if there was any golf tournaments in Kansas City around uh-huh. those times. He'd want to know really about what the nicest courses are in, in that city. Can I have a, a Romo Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? Does <laughs> he like barbecue? Uh, if, if, but if he thought that, uh, look, we've, we have our drops back. 
Yeah, we sure do. We can find the greatest speech Romo ever gave. <laughs> oh, yep. Uh, he's yeah, talked he doesn't to, care about that anymore, though. He's well, but he but the he whole, gave that speech at a Ryder Cup event. But he was saying oh. he didn't want to go play for another team <laughs> just to win a Super Bowl. So I don't know that, that that's valuable oh, to him. Oh, yeah, right. that, that was when it was here, though. When he was still here, right? That right. Was when he the still Cowboys. cared about he the Cowboys, he, he doesn't give a crap about the Cowboys. How you feeling anymore. about the game, though? He could have. <laughs> he could have. He could have gone to Houston. Yes. Yeah, but who would want to do that and get killed? They have a horrible offensive line. But no, it's pre-Tunsil. But his point was that he didn't want to just go play for another team when he could, you know, he'd exactly. rather do it with the team he came up with. So I don't I, think it would be appealing to Romo at all. Can I throw this out there, though? I do bet that how Romo felt at that time has probably changed a little bit because now... Yeah, they kicked him out. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, way no, different. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, to, to Ben's point, after they kicked him out, he could have gone to Houston, and he chose not to. Because I, the offensive line sucks, and he no, would die. No, I know, but what my point is, KT, is whatever those feelings are, he has completely reestablished himself as this other amazing entity in another walk of life. And so that attachment to the Cowboys may feel a little different because... He's already done something on a platform at a high level that's not the Cowboys, and there would be no tarnishing of whatever he built here. You follow really? what I'm saying? Well, let me follow what he's saying. Okay. This is an opportunity to play the best audio of all time. You kind of put your heart and your, your body and your competitive nature on the line in the sense of when you're when you're playing, you know, let's say before the, I sign this uh, last contract, if you go out and say, you know what, I'm going to go to this other team and do this. Let's just pretend it was Seattle a year ago or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And we're just throwing out. But you go out there and you win a, you win a championship. Well, congratulations. You, you went and you picked a spot and you went and, and won a championship there. And um, it was set up, you know, with a lot of the pieces and blah, 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 blah. And then you go back and live in Dallas. And I'm just like, I don't know that that would. Congratulations. A bunch of people in Seattle like you. You know, it just, <laughs> it, it's about the team you grew up with that you, you started off with that is your team. You put everything into it. And the joy comes from accomplishing it with so many people and the fans and the, the state. And, you know, and I'm going to be here for good. And it's like, it just, you know, I would rather fight to the end and give everything I had and leave it out there for the Dallas Cowboys than uh, and go somewhere else and, and do something um, special for a halfway little couple of years. It just doesn't seem that that would be enjoyable at all to me. That's right. my point. That was four years that ago. That was in 2015. Yeah, but he said he would either fight and leave it on the line for the Dallas Cowboys. And then they said, we don't want you here anymore. And then he was going, oh, well, screw that feeling I ever had about. No, I know, but but I, I think that's gone. But I think Ben's point about it, he could have gone to Houston as valid and ties into that. But what I'm saying is so many things happen in, their, in your life over the, over the course of four years. He may still 100% feel that. But I think there's a greater than zero chance now that he's competed on golf courses and he's been anointed the greatest sports broadcaster and it has nothing to do with the Cowboys. He's existed on some other levels since he delivered what he, that sentiment is. Right. That To me, I think he has would have no interest in going somewhere else and competing for a Super Bowl, knowing what that's going to do to his body, what he's going to risk. Hell, look at the guy he'd be replacing at 39 will Mahomes play golf this year I mean it's like yeah and he is he has the greatest life in the world Mm -hmm. he gets paid he's about to get paid 10 million dollars a year to do pick whichever broadcast he wants to be on Mm -hmm. he is proving people wrong potentially that he's has a chance to be a pro golfer he's competing on that stage to some degree probably more than what most thought he would he's playing golf all day every day which he loves spending time with his family and going to get $10 million a year to be a broadcaster? Why the hell 
would he go play for the Chiefs? Seems pretty easy. I know. They wouldn't. I, I know. I sure as hell wouldn't. I mean, I know there's no way in hell that I would do that. Interesting that Todd dangled that out there. In though. fact, I would take the money I already have and just not work anymore. Is he verified yet? I think the real question for Tony is. Do you like Andy Reid? <laughs> Great question. We'll get into the That's games. That's the real question. We'll get into the games a little bit later. Do you like Andy Reid? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Got some interesting observations. I don't know how many people stayed up late and watched that Mav game. They absolutely destroyed the Kawhi Leonard Clippers. Paul George didn't play, though. And he's going to miss several weeks, too as uh, he had both uh, shoulders operated on. But we'll yeah. talk about the Mavs, fourth center. Yeah. All right, if you want to talk great about drop. Boban. All right, uh, let's, however, get to uh, some funny anecdotal stuff from one of our favorite dudes, Travis Frederick. Everybody saw it over the Athletic, wrote a great article about Travis changing his pants at halftime to help Dak, um, which sounds weird. Here's a quote from Travis. He says, early on in my career, Tony Romo didn't like sweaty centers, and it's understandable it's got to be hard to throw a ball that's wet with the center dripping on it. <laughs> oh, my God, that's gross. I was doing everything I could to try and avoid that by not dripping on the ball and try to keep my, my pants dry. Because I just think of butt drippings. Where is this from our show? No, this is, I think, from Locker Room avail- Availability. Mm-hmm. But he's talked about this on our show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dak dripping. said, there's so much appreciation for Travis doing that because there's nothing worse than putting your hand down there and getting a wet ball. Okay, <laughs> sir. Dak said, I don't care if my hand gets wet, but if his butt is wet, it's going to hit the ball. And the next thing you know, you've got your hand in the ball soaking wet, <laughs> so you're damn near trying to drop back and wipe your hands off at the same time. It's so beneficial that he changes his pants at halftime. <laughs> is it, though? Because it's, you know, maybe that's why Dak has such good third quarters. Because oh. it's only going to stay dry for a limited amount of time. Right. And then it's going to be wet again. Now, you could change pants every quarter or every drive yes. and go in the concussion tent and yes. do it, but you'd have to be like that quick change artist, the halftime show. What if there was a turnover? Or you'd have to be like Brian Cardinal, who's able to yeah. take slacks on and slacks off while leaving his shoes and socks on tied. That's a good point, Ben. I think that you, because if there's a quick turnover, you're screwed. It's a waste yeah. of energy, too. You but need to look at the tablet. That's probably... so that. Might explain the good third quarters. It doesn't explain the slow starts unless he really gets all lathered up in pregame workout. But I am amazed that football's been around as long as it has, and really we've just kind of scratched the surface on center butt drippings in the last 12 months or so. Travis tried a new girdle that absorbed the sweat, but the side effects were unstable. The sweat would eventually soak the cleats, and his feet would become heavy. Oh, and then he gets athletes. He's got water down there on his cleats because of... So that's interesting, a new technology. Dak said, credit to Joe, he did an amazing job, but Travis is one of the smartest in football. Um, That's very interesting. He's just talking about he's smart because he's going to change pants. (laughs) Pretty badass. It's so awesome. I mean, we've talked about that with Travis on the phone. I just thought it was a good, it's funny that that's an article that's written a Friday before a game. Mm Mm-hmm. 
about a guy just changing pants. Hey, it's a lot easier. Just go change your pants. Mm-hmm. It's going to make things easier on the quarterback. Yeah, Check your panties. That is one of the more unstable things about football is just how plays begin. Because in no other world would, uh, you know, well, in no other world for, for most men uh, uh-huh. would go just, you know, put their hand underneath that guy's area, you know, unless it was did, someone uh, who me, enjoyed it. Would you guys be okay with this? What if you eliminated all shotgun, but instead of it going underneath the taint, the quarterback holds the ball and he has to touch the center's back with it. So the center can already be in position to block and he's just holding it, touching the back, and then he and then he goes. Are they, but that'd be tough on the it's offensive. A lot, yeah. The offensive line has to see the ball move. It's don't more. They? Of, it's a reason to get in shotgun even mm-hmm. more than you are doing. Right. Which they're doing a lot more I, than you they know, have been. That's a good point. The reason we were talking to Travis about this was because there was the Tom Brady story. Yeah. That what he was doing was cramming towels and talcum powder down the butt cracks of his centers, without asking him. Just cramming a towel down there, and they felt like they were wearing soggy diapers. Pretty awesome. Really disgusting. Isn't it's that the goat, called, man? You can do that if you're the goat. Isn't that called a man pawn? I remember that discussion <laughs> yes, breaking yeah. out. And I'd never heard. Well, of that. that no, that's not what that is. That the man <laughs> pawn. We talked about this on our show one time. What was that? That there was the show on MTV with the giant fat guy and the skinny little surfboard or skateboard guy. It's big, big and rich. Big and, big and rich. Big, big and Rob. Big and Rob. And uh, big and Rob. Country. Big man. and rich country. Yeah. And it was this guy who's like he had such a sharding problem oh, okay. that he would roll up paper towels and cram them in his crack, a la Tom Brady, just to make sure that there wasn't it wasn't problematic for his drawers. That's so gross. Mm-hmm. I pray to God I don't have that problem one day to where it's just flying everywhere and I can't control it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the old Bill Hicks joke. You know, Bill Hicks was a chain smoker. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, every cigarette that you smoke, it takes a minute off your life. He's like, yeah, but it's all the final minutes. It's all the really bad minutes. I don't want to be alive for that stuff anyways. <laughs> like, go ahead and chop off the end of my life when I'm pooping on myself and need someone to feed me. I want no part There's of no, that. No, no one wants to do that. Right. It's That's not rough. something that you... That, I mean, think Nursing about, homes are tough, man. You go hang out in a nursing home for a while. Yeah. Ugh. That's Man. the cruelty of life. You go through all the awesome stuff, and then you're just left to poop on yourself. Yeah, and no one cares about you when you're old. It seems nah. like yeah. I'm just taking advantage of you. Well, there's and vice versa in the nursing home. <laughs> old men in nursing homes get grabby. Yeah, they do. It's, I don't know. That's I don't, not all old men and most. I think no, so. I, don't know about I think most. so, man. There's a lot of entitlement of with that generation. <laughs> Some of them are just sweet old men who want you to read a book to them. No, no it's all the Mad Men guys. No. It's all the <laughs> Mad Men guys right. getting older. <laughs> we are huge fans of our next guest. Uh, he's he's an amazing man. He's accomplished a hell of a lot. Uh, he started 22 Kill, which is a, a brilliant charity that uh, does so much to to help. Uh, I think you know what I'm gonna let him describe it. The great Jacob Schick joins us right now. How you doing, Jacob? Doing well, fellas. How's everybody? We're it's doing bright, sunny day. Yeah, we're doing great, man. Now, uh, people know you from being on our show for 22 Kill. We've also talked to you about some of the cool stuff you've done. You're an American sniper. You were in uh, A Star Is Born, but you served our country, and you continue to serve our country by fighting for members of our military, first responders who are dealing with. Um, depression, anxiety, mental issues, maybe suicide. Um, and so let, let's give you the platform here to describe what 22 Kill does. Sure. So we are a nonprofit organization 
that was started in, by a, a group of guys in 2013 after the study came out in 2012 from the VA stating that on average 22 veterans die by suicide every day since the number has come down. But, you know, we're an organization that's primarily focused on mental wellness, and we do that by providing traditional therapy and non-traditional therapy through various programs to first responders, law enforcement officers, our active duty military, as well as veterans and their families, because we believe in treating the entire family unit. It's not something that just affects the individual. It, it affects the entire family. And we're out here just trying to get people to understand that, look, it's okay to not be okay. We, we deal in human issues. Ultimately, we deal in human issues because the people we work with at one point uh, wore, a, wore a uniform or wear a uniform, but uh, make no mistake, these are human issues that we deal with, that everybody deals with, and that's the common denominator. Uh, Jacob, what do you think collectively has been the biggest obstacle for your organization to overcome to kind of get where you guys want to try to get to? Great question. I think it's a twofold answer. The first one clearly being the name 22 Kill. Uh, it's a strong name. It's not politically correct, and it's in your face, and that's the point. Probably wouldn't be on the phone to you if we were called you know, 22 Puppies. Um, <laughs> but, Wait, but what is this charity? Point. Right. Well, if you can't, here's my thing, and this, this is what I've told executives and, and people all over the, the world, is that if you can't get past the name to talk about the root cause or get to the root cause of the issue, then congratulations, you're part of the problem. And that's, that's being the stigma of asking for help. It's viewed as weak when in all actuality it's a very strong thing to do. And we can't fight these demons alone. As human beings, we're herd animals, and we have to rely on our fellow fellow humans in order to get through the tough times that's how we're designed and that's what we have to do all right you have an awesome event going on tomorrow the fourth annual ride for 22 kill it's going to start and end at maverick hd uh that is at 1845 i-35 in Carrollton. uh you can register from 1 to 3 30 and and you can uh, register for faster check-in online by pre-registering but tell us what you got going tomorrow and, and how folks can get involved Sure. And it's a uh, look, anyone, anyone that's motorcycle enthusiasts or supports military, first responder, law enforcement officer, this is the event for you. It's going to be at Maverick Harley Davidson. And they've been very good to us. We want to thank them. And uh, registration, 1 to 3.30, kickstands up at 4 o'clock. The after party starts at Maverick at 5 o'clock. And this is just to help raise money and raise awareness for what we're doing and trying to build the tribe of 22 kill and build the advocacy because we are uh, not naive enough to think that we can do this alone. We need all the help and the support we can get. And it's the great Patriots that are willing to go out on a limb and, and take a risk and support an organization with, with a uh, catchy slash risky name. And that, that really believe in us to help us carry out this mission that to me is, is far more important and has, and, and garners a lot better results than anything I've done. And so if people want to show up, we're going to have uh, Sean James, who's a great musician. He and his band are coming out and be gracious enough to play for us and encourage everybody to check him out. And it's just a great event. It's a great event to provide community and camaraderie and to learn more about what we're all about and to meet some really great patriots that love this country and love the freedom that we all take for granted every single day, myself included. And so uh, we would really appreciate any support we can get because, again, we can't do this alone. It takes a tribe. All right, we will spread the word for you, Jacob. But before we let you go, aside from what you're doing with the charitable efforts, how have you been, my friend? What have you been up to? Look, man, I'm, I'm vertical and ventilating. It's hard to complain, right? So 
I'm I'm upright and drawing breath, and so um, I'm not going to complain. I've been busy traveling all over trying to spread the word, spread the mission, and and dabbling in some Hollywood stuff here and there, which we'll talk about when it's time to talk about it. Yeah. But, uh, but been doing a lot of speaking and uh, a lot of traveling and, and just trying to spread the love as much as I can and and just share the message of, you know, we have two objectives from the time we're born to the time we die. It's love and be loved. Everything in between is filler. No doubt about it. And uh, I just want to, I'm going to tweet all this out, I'm, and I just wanted to make sure, is is the at O22Kill your uh, official Twitter account? That is, at 022Kill is the official Twitter account, and uh, you can follow us on the other socials. You can find us at 22Kill, and then, you know, of course, the website, which is www.22kill.com. Awesome. And hey, that goes for anybody who wants to partake in this motorcycle ride. I know uh, our, our guy Tim uh, is is going to be in this thing. And anybody out there who supports our military and wants to ride a motorcycle and be a part of this ride, that's fantastic. But beyond that, if you if you or someone you know or love is a first responder, a member of the military, uh, active or retired, that uh, is dealing with anxiety, depression, those types of things, 22 Kill is absolutely there for you. So reach out to these guys and We've seen it firsthand. You guys do amazing work. Hey, brother, thank you so much for the time. We look forward to talking to you soon. Outstanding. Thank you, guys. Love you greatly, and uh, thank you for the continued support. You're both prime examples of the fact you do not have to wear a uniform to be of service to your nation. So thank you both. Nice of you to say. Hey, we'll talk to you soon. Love you, big boy. All right, good to go. Love you guys. All right, there he goes, the great Jacob Schick of 22 Kill. What a badass. He is a uh, badass. All right, it's been a Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for rolling with us. Coming up next, where's the passion from the Dallas Cowboys? Ooh. Should we be concerned about this? We're going to put the system on trial. Oh. We'll get into that coming up momentarily. Uh, I want to talk a little Dallas Mavericks basketball here, though. Skin, you were on the broadcast last night. Um Mavs are so much fun to watch. Watching the uh, highlights that are going around the internet today. If you, if anybody puts that on your timeline and you get to see just Luca and Porzingis playing together, stop down and watch because it is pure joy. It is pure joy. Um, I thought last night one of the things that was really, really interesting is that there was comments earlier in the week from Porzingis about. Uh, you know, hey, I'm not used to shooting three and four three pointers in a row. All right, I've never, I've never done this, and I've also haven't played. I'm paraphrasing, but also I haven't played basketball in 20 months or whatever. So I need to figure all this out. Right, he's talking loosely. Last night he didn't shoot a three pointer until the second half. In fact, I don't even know that he caught the ball outside of the arc, but two or three times during the first half, and a couple times he caught it and immediately advanced the ball. So, I mean, last night it was the Lucas. It was really everybody. They were just destroying the Clippers. But it's pretty fun to go, all right, the three-pointers are coming later. He can score a bunch of different ways. Started getting in mid-post touches. He was passing the ball. This offense is going to be so very dynamic. DeLon Wright in the last two games kind of starting to figure out his way a little bit. They didn't even start Justin Jackson. When he got in there, he started killing, was bombing threes. I'm pretty convinced his team can rebound. I know it can score, and at least last night they were playing defense. I think I think your expectations going into the season, well, we played five preseason games, the season starts next Wednesday. I think expectations should be, hey, 
we demand this team to at worst be a 500 team. That's the in, in, a, in a very tough Western Conference. Where I personally only think there's one team that has no shot of making the playoffs. I think it's unlikely Sacramento makes it. I think it's unlikely Phoenix makes it. I think it's unlikely Minnesota makes it. But you can convince me those are good teams, especially now that Phoenix has a legit veteran point guard. Booker and Aiton are both going to eat equally, and you'll see that. They got talent. They've been drafting at the top of the lottery for about seven or eight years now. You're going to see that. But it's going to be hard for these teams to make the playoffs. I think the Mavericks are a notch above those teams, but I'm not re- what, you know willing to say they're better than San Antonio. Dude, I'm not even willing to write off Oklahoma City if they're going to roll out Chris Paul, Gallinari, and Steven Adams and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, an old rookie guy. I'm not willing to even write them off. It's a dogfight every freaking night. But the Mavericks will be in those dogfights because... I'm Lucas. Lucas in the conversation for a top ten player. He just is. Right. How far off is Porzingis from that top twenty player? He's. I would say Porzingis is Kendrick like. Perkins. Yeah, I'd say Porzingis is like a top twenty score. You know, but mm-hmm. uh, and he's also rebounding his butt off. If you guys did, you guys yeah. see? So last night at halftime, the uh, Porzingis and Luca had combined for twenty four points and eighteen rebounds. Yeah, I'm looking at behind you at the replay. Uh, there's 4:40 left in the second quarter. Porzingis already has nine rebounds. Yeah, he's killing it on the glass. Last night, my favorite part of the game was Luca getting ticked off. Uh, he got angry with Terrence Mann, rookie out of Florida State, and I've seen this now twice here recently. He got mad in the Detroit game. Bruce Brown Jr. I think is the guy. This this is the only time I've really seen Luca get mad to where it looked like a a fight was going to break out. But you've watched way more of him than I have. But so he's when he holds the ball during a dead ball, and he's talking to the official and he's holding the ball and came the game has stopped. Mm-hmm. Both of these incidents happened with somebody walking up and slapping that ball away. Right. Bruce Brown walked up, slapped it away, and then last night Terrence Mann slapped it away. And the first time it happened, Luca hit the hey, don't do that, don't do that, don't 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 do that. Oh, hey, no, okay, no, 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 don't, don't, no, 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 no. Uh, and then last night it was like he wanted to fight. They squared up. I, and I think it was one of those things. He knew that this is an NBA fight. We're going to square off and stare at each other. Nothing's really going to happen. But uh-huh. I loved seeing that fire at him. I thought it was badass. My favorite part was Boban running in and then extending his giant oh. wingspan. Like, he was doing it Peacemaker style because he played for the Clippers, too, but I think he would do that against any team. But he is so intriguing to me. I, when he's out there, I just can't take my eyes off of him. It's just so fascinating to me. He is so enormous, and it totally looks like you playing against your younger brother on a Nerf hoop. Yeah. I mean, that's what it looks like. You're just holding the ball in one hand like it's a anybody won the peanut. And then you just turn and you just hold it over someone and just kind of flip it in while they're just shoving you. So that dude, uh, Zubach, is a seven-foot man. He's a legit seven feet, like 240, 250. And Bobon is just backing him down. The guy's <laughs> so funny. He's so gigantic. I mean, he is so They needed gigantic. another bit player to because uh, now that Salah's gone. I kind of considered Salah the guy. Salah might come in and get in a fight or shoot a three or whatever. Like, right. You never know what, what crazy stuff would happen with Salah. So I'm glad they got another bit player and, and uh, one who's in a uh, who's a Hollywood actor. And I fully don't expect him. By the way, have you guys seen that John Wick movie? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's really good in it. Okay. Yeah. Is it Bond villain style or what does he do? So basically in that movie, um, it's a bunch of people that want to kill John Wick. 
And so he never knows where he's wherever he goes, he's going to run into somebody who wants to kill him for a big bounty. And so he runs into Boban in a library. And so they have this pretty it's a pretty cool fight sequence. It's very believable. Boban did great in it and you know, the whole point of this movie is for John Wick to find creative ways to kill people. And at one point he crams a book. I um he's using the book to beat up Boban. And then I think he's it's in his mouth and he's punching the book while the book's in his mouth. That's how you kill people from Kentucky. You make them read. But um, yeah, so uh, so he he's he's like Solly's different style player. But, you know, the only reason he's playing so much in the preseason is because Dwight Powell is hurt. I mean, I think there's going to be plenty of games where Boban doesn't play or he plays like two minutes or whatever. So I saw a lot of people going, man, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm like, man, that's your. That's your 13th or 14th guy. The beauty of it is that his his personality is always the same. His vibe is always the same. And we were talking earlier about that clip where he was just not letting Luca go, and he's messing his hair up, and it's a big, giant guy like playing with his teddy bear. And <laughs> Luca can't do anything to stop it, and they all love him. And I just I love every minute of that. So one of the other stories that we've kind of seen play out of uh, preseason – is the Tim Hardaway Jr. conversation. So there is a website called thisleague.net. It's just NBA Mm -hmm. coverage. And the guy goes in there and he does uh, the biggest fan overreaction for every team. Okay. And the one for the Mavericks is Tim Hardaway Jr. will stop sucking and contribute to a winning team. (laughs) That's an overreaction to think he'll stop sucking? And then he puts LOL. Like he's he's taunting it. So let's uh, really go super micro- Shippy, do you have uh, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s last couple games? I do. I have all of the preseason games pulled up here. What do you got there? All right, so in game one in 14 minutes, he had three points, one rebound, shot one of seven, and that one was killer. only a three. All right, killer. Second game, 24 minutes, 17 points, six of 10, three of seven from three, and one rebound, three okay. assists. Okay, okay, okay. Then against, points. Then against Milwaukee, another 24 points, or 24 minutes, 10 points, on 4 of 10 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3, and 2 boards. Then you move on to the Thunder game, 22 minutes, 13 points, 4 of 5 shooting, 3 of 3 from 3. Ooh. And then the Clippers game, they don't have the minutes listed, but he scored 15 points, 6 of 13 shooting, 3 of 8 from deep, and 0 boards and 2 assists. So Harp was talking about this last night. So Tim Hardaway Jr. knows exactly what his role is. He knows where he's going to get his shots. And look, we can sit here and talk about what a guy makes or what he doesn't make. What he makes is what he makes. But he is going to be productive for this team. I'm very convinced of it. Because you have to have somebody that can just go get you buckets at certain times of the game. And he is that guy. Now, I'm not sitting here and telling you he's Jamal Crawford or anything like that. By the way, Jamal Crawford is still out there. Jamal Crawford scored 50 in an NBA game last year. Wouldn't mind having I love him. Jamal really? Crawford, yeah. He dropped 50 in a game last year, dude. How do they have Jamal Crawford? Didn't he try to ruin the Hardaway? dirt game? Can he, he play did. defense? Wasn't that the game? No, no, no. Jamal Crawford's never covered anybody. So he's a point guard, right? A scoring guard? He's a scoring combo guard. He's J- he's a bigger Jason Terry. Okay. And aren't they already pretty crowded at that spot? Who would you lose? You're not going to lose JJ, right? No. And and that's another thing. Brunson. Where do all these minutes? Brunson was great again. Brunson started last night. Courtney yeah. Lee can be gone, right? Yeah. You could you could wave Courtney Lee and sign Jamal Crawford. But I think Jamal Crawford's in the same boat kind of as Devin Harris. Some some team at the top of the league will come grab him after they have an injury mm-hmm. here in the next you know two or three months. But that's the other thing. 
Jalen Brunson needs to play every night, and I just don't know where all these minutes come from. All right, l- let me ask you this. Uh, so Luca just finished shooting eight threes per game at 42% in the preseason. Is he going to be even better this year than he was last year? Absolutely. I mean, I don't, I think it's going to be noticeably different. Wow. Like, I think, I think this will, you know, whenever I always use the phrase splitting the hairs of greatness, when you go, oh, man, uh, Harden's better than Westbrook. And, you know, you, you get all these guys that are at the top level and they're all badasses. Now, obviously, there's the super level of LeBron, right, and Kevin Durant. And then there's a notch right below that, and there's MVP caliber guys there. We're going to have nights or, you know, days where we're having the discussion, all right, Luke is a top 10 player, right? I mean, he's on the cusp of that right now. And I know people are out there going, oh, you're overhyping it. I'm not ready. You're crazy, blah, blah, blah. Just sit back and take it in, party people. I mean, if you – they're preseason games, but if you – he went head-to-head with Kawhi last night, mm-hmm. and he got the better of him, and it wasn't really even close. Okay, so I saw Kawhi covering Luka. Luka was also covering Kawhi a little bit? Yes, most of the game. Wow. Well, most of the game when they were on the floor together. I'm telling you, dude. So is he – they're going to use him differently defensively? Like he stepped up his defensive game too? Nah, he's – he's so that's the kind of player where he's got a better – He so, you know, the whole idea of Luka as your point guard – that's all fine and good until he has to go cover Damian Lillard. Like, that's an S show, and you never want that. That's why you have DeLon Wright out there. But if it's a bigger guy, he's got a better chance, right? Because Luka's a pretty strong boy himself, you know? He so, can, like LeBron, a big that's going to have the ball in his hand a lot? I think LeBron would—I don't think he would cover LeBron. I think they would put a Dorian or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, in that realm, like a six-six to six-seven kind of guy, that's really who they – and really, most games they want him covering the other team's 3 and D guy, right? So mm-hmm. he doesn't have to burn energy and he can try to get steals and Okay, so nothing's changed in that regard. I don't think so. Okay. But last night, that was the matchup, and he killed it, dude. Mm-hmm. He did really, really good. It's exciting. It gets going next Wednesday, and uh, we had the news earlier that Zion will miss a couple weeks. So that changes the way you feel about the Friday night second game. You look at the Wizards starting the season there in S-Show dumpster fire. You got to get, finally get 29th out to it. 29th easiest schedule in October, November combined. 29th yep. easiest schedule in the league. Just Based like the Cowboys had an records. easy start, yep. you have to go take advantage of it. Yep, yep, yep. And think about even that, that considers the fact that last year the Lakers were a horrible team. Yeah. And so that factors in. So when you look at it, it's even easier than you think it is. Sure. All right, so Ben Inskin Show, 105.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.